Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to Open Mic, the show where the floor is yours. The questions are yours. The answers are mostly ours. <laughs> we hope. I'm Chris Carr. I'm filling in for John today, but I am not alone. I am, of course. Oh. Wow. I shit out of myself. Whoa. Didn't mute my computer. Uh, I will be live in the chat with you guys. There we go. Um, I am also here with Ray and Jonathan. Hey, guys. Hey. And I'm Chris Carr, too. <laughs> this is our Spartacus moment. I have no idea. I'm Chris Carr. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Well, guys, we are going to get to all of your wonderful questions and everything soon. But before we do that, we wanted to kick off the discussion with talking about the latest DC trailer that's dropped. A really fun one. Kite Man. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Boop, boop, boom. This, of course, is a spinoff show from DC's Harley Quinn, which has been wildly popular. And DC seems to have really thrived with dark humor. You know, on their on their streaming services. We've got Peacemaker, we've got Harley Quinn, and now we're going into Kite Man, hell yeah. And I'm really, really digging this just kind of absurdist look at Batman villains. I'm here for it. What do you guys think of the trailer? Is, is he a villain? Is he considered a villain? A lot of times he's a villain, or sometimes in the past he's been used as a double agent by Batman. Um, he's been around since the 1960s, and he was always this kind of goofy character. His name is Chuck Brown. He's a, Char a Charlie Brown joke because he's always playing with kites and stuff. Um, it wasn't until about 2017 with Tom King's run on the War of Jokes and Riddles that we got this really grim kind of origin story with him where we find out that the hell yeah is because one of the last things he and his son did together was they were flying kites. And he goes, hey, kid, you like flying this kite? And his kid goes, hell yeah. And Joker poisons the rope. So the kid dies. And so then when he sees Joker again, he goes, I'm Kite Man. He goes, Kite Man? He goes, Hell yeah. And that's why he says it. So he can always remember his kid. And he also is just this like that is really so altruistic character who wants to just be better at being this hang gliding dude. That is so um, sad. It's so sad, but. This is a different take on him. I, I would obviously. assume so. I don't think we're going to get that bleak. And I, you know, full disclosure, I'm not caught up on Harley Quinn. Yeah, me either. But it's a super weird character I the, do know that he's like the he's like the supposed to be like the Prince Charming like he comes off as super nice like nothing in the series because I know in the first episode he tries to win over Harley Quinn he's just like so nice I guess he got over with the fans because uh, they made this spinoff series I don't know it's very like, Archer-esque you know take on these characters yeah I, I, this is this is actually from the comics Kite Man Hell Yeah there, yes. there is a, a character that I do want to know. I've, everyone keeps asking about, and I do want to read up on. It's Condiment Man. Condiment Man? You've never heard of him? I don't know if He's I'm aware of Condiment to be Man. Just condiments. I mean, that's his thing. That's why everyone tells me about him. <gasps> Condiment King. Condiment King. Excuse oh, me. Oh, Man King. You know, I mean, honestly, King, kind of grandstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty full of himself. Hero Pussy's not pleased with that. Yeah, he's like, hey, get this you know, out of here. You know what's funny? You, you cannot become a monarch. With Peacemaker, the live action, it's the same sort of comedy like with uh, Harley Quinn, right? Like in, on that same level where it's like raunchy and stuff like that. I'm very open to Harley Quinn. A lot of the Peacemaker stuff, it just... I, I couldn't finish the series. I know everyone loves the series, but I don't know if it was a little too raunch for me. Mm -hmm. or whatever, but Harley Quinn, it seems like they could go anywhere. In that, uh, Maybe because it's animated yeah, versus that's... live action. Well, and also Peacemaker did did your guy dirty. Oh, yeah. You know? well, There's that. Yeah, He's alive, right? Because he's Hold out on. in space. Moment of silence. Uh, but he's alive. He's just in Thank space. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, that really was. I talked through it, so you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really do want to continue this series. I haven't. I think I did season one, and I just haven't continued watch of uh, Harley Quinn or, or Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. Harley I'm very Quinn. behind. I need to catch up when well, he, the, I do want to point out too the guy playing uh kite man in this is Matt Oberg. Okay. Um, and he is one of those kind of like that guy where he just pops up in tons and tons of comedies and it's, Oh yeah. I've seen that guy in like this show or this other. Oh yeah. He's so funny. And he does a ton of voices What's on Harley Quinn. Again? Matt Oberg. O-B-E-R-G. Okay. Once you see him, you go, ah, I've seen that guy in something. All right. And so I'm really excited for him to have a lead show and everything, too. Because he, he, I think he's Killer Croc in the show as well. Um, he's a Bane goon. Yeah. When KG like Beast. A, 
when you have like That's a cool. roster, usually in an animated film, let's say if it's like a bunch of characters, side characters and stuff, uh, there's a strong chance that uh, there'll be a person that does multiple voices, right? Yes. That's actually a SAG contract thing. Oh, is it really? So, I always wondered about that. How does that work for... So uh, basically, unless you're, you know, like a, a big name actor, you can renegotiate things. But a lot of times in the past, contracts for animation and for video games have been, hey, we will pay you the same for one character or three characters. So usually the casting director goes, well, I want to get this person then. Like, I know Ray can do three voices. I'm going to go with Ray. Whereas Jonathan can only do that baby cat voice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to bring him in this time. <laughs> shame. Big shame. But just so, a baby. Just a baby. Just a little guy. So that's one of the reasons why you'll usually see somebody doing multiple characters is because contractually it makes more sense financially for them to do that. Right. Um, and then other times too, it's just because they're they, really- they crazy talented people who can do so many characters. Um, you know, Eric Bauza, who uh, is now the voice of all of like the Mel Blanc, uh, Blanc characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like all the supporting characters on the D- DuckTales reboot because uh, he can just do that. And on Bob's Riggers, I know someone does oh, the so voice many of, of them. Yeah. All the additional voices, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I noticed that too. I, I always wondered how that worked when someone could take up to like maybe eight or seven, seven or eight characters in mm-hmm. like the same show. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I wish we did. I kind of wanted to do the Spider-Man thing too, but we'll see if we get that in the questions. What was the Spider-Man thing? The game, the gameplay. <gasps> oh, the game yeah. Out. You know, um, I still need to check that out. Yeah, we do need to check that out. I still out. need to look at that. You so how does that, because the first Spider-Man came out and then there was DLC with Miles Morales, but Spider-Man 2 is just all Miles Morales? No, 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 no. This is... uh. From what I know, is there are certain missions where it's strictly Miles Morales. You have to play him to uh-huh. get through it. Spider-Man. All I know is everybody looks good in it. I mean, they took their time on every... When you have multiple characters in a game, and then you have, like, mainly the two stars, usually it's sometimes you don't see a lot of work put into the other characters. From what I see from the, the footage, everybody gets a little love in it. You know, gets love in, in the detail work in their faces. Um, and everything, and you can appreciate. Sony knocks it out of the park with these games. You know what they I mean? really do. I mean, I, 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 I really wish they came to Xbox, but if not, I, I do believe that these games are worth just getting a console over. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very. I'll say that, and this we're talking about a five hundred dollar console. Yeah. That you, you, it's not just a console. Maybe if you want uh, to play with someone else, you need another controller. This thing could get up to seven hundred dollars if you. You know, with tax and stuff, mm-hmm. and I still believe these games are worth that that cost. Well, I'm doing that with Starfield eventually. When I, I'm not doing it right now because I don't have the money to blow my, on it, but my eventually que- that's what I want the Series X for. Right. My main question is: Does Sony have something like Game Pass where I could just subscribe to their membership and play Spider Man online? Ooh, which would be a great way for me to avoid having to buy hardware. You mean stream it? Yeah, stream oh, it. Yeah. I'm not sure if they have anything like that. I don't know if anyone in the chat knows if they have anything yeah, like that. Yeah, let us know, guys. But um, I would only say I doubt it because then it it diminishes their yeah, console the return, sales. And, the return of. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. That's why that's where a lot of people are like the, um, um, kind of like up against what uh, Microsoft is doing with the Game Pass. Like are the games actually or developers of the games actually getting the amount they would get if they weren't on a streaming service? You know what I mean? People paying for the. Uh, I guess this is like an experiment Experiment Microsoft is doing. I hope it works out because I do find it easy to get on my phone and actually play a game rather than having to go home and actually go sure. and turn it on a console. Work, play while you're at work, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, like right, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, see? This is a no real professional see, but... operation. Yeah, right now. All I'm right. fishing right now. <laughs> Trying to get some fish. <laughs> All right. Nice. <laughs> Anything else, you guys, that you want to talk about before we get into some viewer questions or anything like that? No, let's get on no. with the people. Uh, get on with the people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go, John. All right. We we're going to start off with our tips then first. So we got Edwin who says, Hey guys, last night you guys talked about Solo's uh, first uh, or future as Blue Beetle and said he won't return to the DCU. John DCU. said that. I personally think he will, but as a side character in future projects because James Gunn did say first character. In DCU, no recasting because no one saw it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not necessarily saying he's not. Yeah, I'm not but necessarily. I know John. We won't very, know until we know. Ultimately, yeah. very adamant that uh, he's. They're not gonna, or he would love for them to pick someone else. But because I'm, Gunn left it kind of, honestly, that was a weird comment he made, and it was never, it was never like dug deeper. You know, right. it was, they just kind of glossed over. He's like, uh, Superman's our first, our first. Uh, what is it? Superman our Legacy first, is like our first movie, but Blue Beetle is our first uh, character. And it's like, okay, but that's their first character. So played by the same actor or yeah. what? What does that mean? I feel like he made I feel that like that gives purpose. a lot of wiggle room for yeah. James Gunn to do whatever he wants. But yeah. I think Sholo did a great job and yeah. it would make sense to include him moving forward. And nothing said in stone. I could have even seen that as maybe something he said just to help the movie. Could yeah. be. It you didn't, know what I mean? It didn't help, but could be. <laughs> Uh, but Blue Beetle's a character I do want to see eventually again because oh, the, yeah. the power that he showed was really cool. No, dude, like his like, um, uh, who was the original Blue Beetles? What's his name? I mean, was it no, 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 like I mean, the the guy who oh, built yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Uh, uh, Cord, Corden, Cord, Cord, not Corden, uh, Cord, right? Ted Cord, Ted, Ted Cord. Cord. All of his equipment is so fun looking. Like mm-hmm. I love that his little ship and all that. Well, and, I, I really do love Ted Cord and see Booster more. Gold. Yeah, I want to see more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. So next up, we got Shamrock Vibes. Uh, regarding streaming laws, European Union and UK yesterday, platforms like YouTube will have to abide by same rules and laws as broadcasting TV channels do now. So hopefully this will minimize toxic hate speech uh, against pr- protective characteristics, which is a crime in the UK. Oh. So you're not talking about like the chat and all that stuff, but you're talking about the actual... The actual content? Yeah. Or... Maybe they'll be held to a standard of like, yeah. If they see as uh, maybe some content or whatever, yeah, doesn't just brings on like I don't know, like hate crowds. I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting just because uh, the policing of YouTube is quite lax. It's very loose. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild west out here, and that you know, John's talked about this before. That's the kind of stuff that unfortunately does get clicks when it's some kind of clickbaity, hatey kind of thing or images that are misleading. Um, or things taken out of context. Go? Yeah. Where do all the incels go when they got no YouTube to talk on? This is Jonathan's where, where single. <laughs> well, That's the name of our show. That, this is actually that's, a new segment, by the way. <laughs> that was the segment intro. We're going to have graphics, but that's, yeah. we got the tune down. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, next up we got Edwin. Uh, hey again, guys. By the way, I was the one who wrote in about Bad Bunny quitting El Muerto, and I really loved the discussion you guys had about it yesterday. Also about Solo, um, I could see him playing Blue Beetle again in the Booster Gold series. What do you guys think? Well, I think that's exactly what Chris was saying just now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am all up for Solo getting the part again in the new DCU. I don't care what yep. John says. Like I, it's fine with me. Like I would love to see him again. Maybe another shot. Maybe a different sort of blue beetle, but he played it just fine. I don't I'm not sure if he's ready for to be like the main character in a movie. Like, but certainly on the side, like if he has a part in like a in a movie, like I would love to see him play that again. As far as the bad bunny thing goes, that's one of like the disagreements that me and John have. Dude, you guys got heated, man. Yeah. I really I'm like, please just stop. I really thought for like look at look at Sony's uh releases with Morbius and stuff. They used a great actor for that. And that still like didn't make. So what's the what's the what could hurt? It seems like they're just putting out whatever they want, you know. Like I don't. I'm not even sure if they even care about if it's a good movie. They just want to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're probably setting up this uh um the the hunter one because they really right. want to get on that Sinister Six. I think to have like that whole thing going. Like they 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 Sinister Six though is always like in every iteration they've just just fumbled it. Yeah, they've never been able to commit because they it feels blow like it they're trying it gets it again. there. Feels like they're trying to. They're working their way to that. I think. Yeah, well, that's they're stumbling again though. Yeah. Uh, so Joe Adonis has a two-parter. Hi, John, John, and Ray. Yesterday, while inside the theater, I was watching you guys or your guys open mic, and a group of mothers and their kids came in. I thought to myself, well, that's bold of them to let their kids watch. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, although it is PG-13. Yeah. Uh, I had ordered food in advance, and it was delivered to my seat. The usual Nicole Kidman ad was uh, showing, and then the movie started with a pink WB and Mattel logo. I was in the wrong theater. Has that ever happened to oh you guys? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you were in the IMAX uh, oh, I love screening that of Barbie. 
Now you left us with a cliff, cliffhanger. Did you actually just stay and watch that? <laughs> I'm guessing it was a yeah. regular theater because he would have known if it was IMAX or not. Yeah. Because I doubt my big fat Greek wedding. No, but but IMAX. the Barbie movie's only releasing re-releasing an IMAX though. Well, oh. yeah. Then maybe, maybe maybe he wandered in the wrong place. I've never wandered into the wrong theater. I've wandered in the wrong restroom, but I've Joe never Adonis, wandered. What happened to you? Mm -hmm. What happened? You always have that moment of like, what a what a stupid restroom. There's no urinals, and then you're like, <laughs> a cold sweat comes over, and you're like, my God, no one opened that my, door. And mine's know. the opposite of the. Why are there urinals here? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. But never the wrong theater. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, by accident. No. Yeah. Give me a, give, give me updated on that. Joe yeah. Adonis. Let us know what I'm happened. I'm kind of worried now. Uh, IU writes, just to clarify on the 80s movie question, I saw it in mid to late 1980s for sure. There's no space exploration, all in the jungle and not sci-fi. I think there was a snake pit. Frankly, you could call this movie an indie knockoff since it followed similar beats. Oh. I mean, but you said there was an alien. Otherwise, I'd say like Romancing the Stone. Yeah. But I'm so really... And it, okay, you saw it mid-80s, but did you see it at in on TV? Because it could have been a 70s movie. That's I mean, true. who knows? Like, if you saw it on TV, who knows how old it was, right? But it doesn't sound familiar to me. I, I tried to look for it, and whatever I read off, it didn't seem like what you I also have, was. have to ask you, how old were you when you saw it? Because oftentimes if we see something one time only and we're little kids, our mind kind of fills in the gaps of right, what we think right. we saw or we mix different movies. Yes. And it's a very distorted version of what we actually watched when we were young. If you were really young, like six, seven. Yeah. Um, if you were like, whatever, 12, 13, then no. But this could be something where you kind of like mixed images and mm -hmm. imagery. So I don't know. I He's had like, a no. weird thing with that. I went and saw a Goofy movie at the Academy Museum. Yeah. Okay. Which was so much fun. Uh there were like three children and then everyone else was a millennial. <laughs> but I always thought the Powerline concert at the end was so big and epic and this huge thing in the movie. And it's just that song. Yeah, That's all it is. And in my head, I had built it up like since my childhood of, man, it's like the best concert I've never been to in my life. <laughs> I'll never get to experience that. This was equivalent to Beyonce's Renaissance. There you go. No. <laughs> it was just no. All right, okay. so uh, with that, I think we should take a quick break and hear from a couple of our sponsors, guys. So we're going to hear from our sponsors, Masterclass and Vessi. Check them out. We want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this video, Masterclass. Guys, you know, as a small business owner, I am finding myself having to be in negotiations all the time, whether it's with new contractors, vendors, or even agencies that represent our company. Now, I don't like to go into these negotiations unarmed, so I found the perfect class on Masterclass, The Art of Negotiation by Chris Voss, a real-life former FBI lead hostage negotiator. Taking this class on Masterclass made me feel a lot more equipped and confident going into all these various negotiations. I have to do on a regular basis. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. An annual membership starts at just $10 a month, and you get unlimited access to every instructor, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insight, and much more. There are over 180 classes to pick from, everything from filmmaking with Martin Scorsese all the way to cooking with the great Gordon Ramsay. In Masterclass, you will find practical lessons that you can apply to your life and work. So guys, get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as a John Campy Show listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com slash campia. That's masterclass.com slash campia for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com slash campia. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Vessi. Now, like me, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of Vessi, the shoe that claims to be incredibly comfortable and waterproof on top of that. Well, these claims are really interesting to me because as a Canadian who walked around in a lot of snow and as somebody who likes to go camping and hiking with his wife on the weekends, there's nothing more uncomfortable and horrible than walking around in wet feet. So after receiving my first pair of Vessis and noticing how incredibly good looking the shoes are and how mind boggling comfortable and flexible they are, the first thing I did was I took them into the backyard to put it to the supreme waterproof test and dipped my feet in my pool. Guys, my feet were bone dry. And like 20 seconds after having them in the pool and I touched them, the shoes themselves were also bone dry. Guys, seriously, these shoes are stupidly comfortable. They look great and they absolutely lived up to the claim of being waterproof and keeping my feet dry. I absolutely love my Vessi shoes. So guys, if you want shoes that are good looking, are ridiculously comfortable and on 
top of all that waterproof, you need to head to Vessi.com slash Campia and get yourselves a pair today. Go to Vessi.com slash Campia and get shoes for your best summer yet. And thank you so much to Vessi and the folks over at Masterclass. I freaking love Masterclass, you guys. Get it. You'll learn so much. You can debone a full chicken. It's the best. I don't know why you need to know that, but I found that to be really, really helpful in my life. Yeah, but the fact that they have master classes on all kinds of things. On all kinds of things. Cooking, business stuff. The fact that I called it business stuff means I probably should watch one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Really should go outside my wheelhouse and stop watching the cooking ones. I wonder if they have anything like on the market. Like, they do. They do. I'm very like super into learning more about that. For sure they do. Just ask Jonathan. No, but see. Take the master class. Yeah. (laughs) Jonathan doesn't want to. No, give him your help for free. (laughs) (laughs) What else do we have? Broadway geeky. All right. Hey, John and crew. That's us. Uh, Have you seen the CBR article about the theory that Scar ate Mufasa in the animated Lion King? I read that article and my jaw dropped to the floor. What do you guys think? Did Scar do it? Well, he shouldn't have been greedy. He should have let all those hungry hyenas get some food. They were hungry. I wonder what the... Re- I got to read that article. That sounds crazy. Why would... I was going to say, I need to learn more about this because why do we think this? Why do we think Scar doubled back? and so was like, time hungry? to eat my brother. Also, like, he they're saying Scar went back... After he was trampled to death, Scar Trampled to death. Yeah. You know what? No, man. Now, this is, is all based on, like, we haven't seen this CBR article, so. Yeah, this is not. So, it's, according to one TikTok user is where this comes from. Oh, then no. Before. Um, and, and maybe the CBR article does its own thoughts and feelings yeah, on this. It comes from a TikToker, then no. Um, Scar ate Mufasa after killing him, thereby pr- proving himself and his strength to his minions. Oh, it's something he did to get the hyenas to like him more? Oh. I mean, that's so behind the scenes. How would you even know? Yeah. Yeah, and then aliens came down and, you know, I don't know, anything. Just add it all in. I just, uh, listen, that death was so traumatic for me as yeah, a child. Yeah, Why would you even push it more? Like, I already had, like, the vision of him just, like, all bloodied up, dis- dismembered because of all the trampling. Yeah. Now you got to have someone come up and just eat him. Oh. Oh. The sad moment when Simba just, like, pushes his dad and he doesn't move. <sighs> oh, so you're saying... Oh, maybe that was him giving Scar the dad's body. No. Yeah, because you never saw Scar in the shot. Maybe he was in the Yeah, because he comes up to Simba and he's like, you need to run away. That's my Jeremy Irons. It's not good. Oh, then he um, ate him right yeah, there. Yeah, because he's like, everyone's going to blame you. Run, Simba. And then I guess then he eats his brother. So, hmm. I don't like it. It sounds, like a, it sounds like a uh, Winnie the Pooh blood honey. Blood and Honey uh, yeah, there you go. sort of spinoff series. I feel like in order to properly take the throne, take the pride, Scar had to show the members of the pride that body and then say how Simba ran away. I think he needed proof of death in order to take over. That's me personally. That sounds good to me. That yeah. sounds way better than him eating. Well, Anthony, I see what you're saying, and I was thinking the same thing, but I mean, this is we're talking about a theory of like off-screen in a cartoon. Because I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, if a lion kills another male lion for dominance, mm-hmm. does he eat them? And he's just saying, well, if they're hungry, they'll eat, they'll, they'll Scar cannibalize them. Yeah. Well, they were hungry. That's why I'm saying him and the hyenas were hungry. So it's possible. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this is like, oh, this happened behind the scenes in a cartoon. Right. Well, anything could have happened. You're writing a new script. Yeah. Anyway, it's, Broadway. No ge- one eats anyone in Hamlet, okay? And that's what it's based on. <laughs> Not even ham. No, none. Um, Broadway geeky, yeah, now half the audience thinks like, I don't know who Shakespeare is. The other half doesn't know who Shakespeare is. Um, Broadway geeky says, uh, have you heard of this amazing singer named Dimash uh, Kidai Bergen? Uh, His range is from B0 to D8. Um, I don't know if it's you pronounce that zero or if that's supposed to be flat or whatever. I'm sorry. Subharmonic bass to Mar- Mariah Carey level. Check out his magnum opus, the story of one sky. It's a modern imagine or I- imagining by John Lennon, in my opinion. That's you know, oh, interesting. Yeah, you know dang. what? I think they brought this up because John has been bringing up uh, that one girl. Oh, yeah. America's oh, Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll make sure he gets that. But if anyone who sings and does it beautifully... 
I mm-hmm. always envy, I think. Yeah. Because they could go up and down those uh, vocal Scale. pipes. Like, yeah. All right. We got Broadway Geeky again who says, I love a Christmas carol. But the worst one I saw was the 2020 version that was an FX miniseries where Peaky Blinders director made it. And the first scene was a kid pissing on Marley's grave. And Scrooge is an alleged abuser. It was awful. Have you seen it? That sounds terrible. Is no. that the one? With... I've seen a lot of versions, but I never saw that. Is that the one with Guy Pierce? Because if that's the case, I don't remember him being an alleged abuser. I remember him being expl- like part of Scrooge's backstory being explained as he got abused at boarding school where he was left constantly. Um, and I, it's not my favorite, but I also don't think it's terrible. I'm just looking on IMDb here if for that's the, the date. One. Um, it was in 2020, one? right? So is it a story that like it's, it's a public, what do they call it? Well, this public, uh, uh, domain or something public like domain that. Or... This one came out in 2019 Okay, with, with him. So it could be the one he's thinking of. FX. Okay, yeah. So there you go. No, yeah. I didn't but I don't think it's that. Yeah, like it's not he's the abuser. It's He was abused. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's public domain. That's why we see so many Christmas carols pop up all the time. Mm. Once again, best yeah. Christmas carol adaptation, though, is is what, right? Muppet? It's going to be a Muppet one. Oh. Did they do everything? No, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol was their first foray into doing uh, pre-existing IP. Up until then, they had done originals. And then that kind of started ushering in them doing um, public domain properties. You love the Muppets. I love the Muppets. It's my bucket list thing. I want to act with the Muppets. The Muppet Bucket. Muppet Bucket. Okay. All right. Well, Mike Dude writes, Ahsoka Episode 5 was indeed, without a doubt, one of my favorite pieces of media I've ever watched. Uh, what a beautifully crafted masterpiece that pays homage to the past. I haven't seen it. I'm only through four, so. I liked it. I, 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 a lot of member berries, yeah. though, right? It is. There's my issue with it, without getting into spoiler territory, because I don't want to spoil it for you or for any of you. Um, I will say that the the kind of MacGuffin of why everything is happening isn't great. I wish there was a better reason. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from, hey, I know you guys like this stuff. Let's see it in this way. Right. I wish there was a stronger through line and it was it was right there. It was so easy to grab, in my opinion of, oh no, let's make it about this guilty thing or this thing that you fear. And instead, I don't know, it just wasn't very satisfying in that way for me. But the execution of all of it, I thought was really beautiful and very cool and added to Star Wars lore. I, I really liked the episode. Um I, I I don't have any knowledge of what happened in the animated series, what it's based on. But from what I saw, I, I did like the episode and I will watch the next one. The whale thing, I don't I don't know. But you know what? Everything else was fine with me. I like the flashbacks. It, it gives me because there's a lot of people that didn't watch the animated series. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like th- just saw that for what it was uh, just a new new story to me, at least. Um, I don't know. But I did like the episode, for sure. There we go. So, Geekpool rides greetings from the Great White North. Uh, I was wondering why you haven't made a review of Ahsoka this week. Well, you should have been tuning in. (laughs) It was the best episode so far. You and Mike, dude, might be the same person. Uh, It was the best episode so far. Did you stop watching it? What did you and Campia crew think of this week's episode? So, we just answered that. Yeah, we just answered that. But, um, Jonathan, we're not going to do the ooh, cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, I'm not, no? but you are. You oh. just did. I just, okay. So just see, that's how I willed it into <laughs> Ooh, happening. Cool, cool, cool. Um, no, I mean, John just said, like, he's kind of tapped out on the show. Yeah, he said yeah. he'd still finish it, but he's done talking about it. Yeah. Um, so I was Because he doesn't want to just have, like, yeah. this, like, narrative of, like, he's just crapping on a show constantly. Because we did that with, with She-Hulk, too, and we bat- we ended up stop. We ended up not doing any more of the uh, after shows for She-Hulk, because we're mm-hmm. like... This is just going to become so negative all the time, and that's not yeah. what we're trying to do. Well, and the the Lord of the Rings show too, for example, became such a slog where I was finding things uh, I we liked. We should have stopped with that, but yeah. we were like really we were struggling to find things we liked. Mm-hmm. And you I know, know, I, I, I know I think, Rob was just like, "Not again." Yeah, <laughs> I think we should just announce that right now. But if you ever find a show, or if we're ever just us three, and you want to talk about Soka, go ahead and fire. Yeah, we'll answer fire your questions yeah. on that day. Like, um, but. You know, save yourself some time and not fire it in when John's here because he's yeah. not going to talk about it. We'll so. we'll talk about Ahsoka. We'll talk about One Piece. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about X actor X. Yeah, role. you just gotta, got to listen. You. B B C. That's what you got. to Yeah, look you out. just mm-hmm. write down that question, save it, send it, put to it in a notepad, write down like I'm from 1956 with your feather <laughs> pen. 
No, just just oh, keep a note on it and sense. just save those questions and then just send them in when it's just us three. Yeah. We'll talk about it. I'm still watching Ahsoka. I, I, I'm I digging Ahsoka. Yeah. I, I Ooh, I do have a little insider info is supposedly, supposedly, there might be a timeline issue coming up soon that some of the folks couldn't really deal with or correct or didn't get caught because <gasps> of the writer's strike and the actor's strike. It's one of those kinds of things that usually like how the uh Keys talked about this with the boys of, oh, we realized like this was an error. So we fixed that in ADR. I'm not sure if it's an actual thing. It's if just. If it is a thing, though, some, someone here, I know someone in particular will catch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they will let us know. And they will tell all of us. <laughs> what is it? Was, was, that, that, was that, what are we talking about? No, I'm just saying. Ahsoka timeline issue. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was reading ahead, so That's I just okay. wanted to make sure. It's okay, you know. Uh, so moving on, we got uh, Matthew Grant says, Hi, JC Crew. Do you think that with Marvel's 40-person VFX team unionizing, that those 40 people can unionize for the other VFX teams? They branch out. Uh, like, can they be a union for the ILL, ILM teams that are working on Marvel-specific projects? Thanks. That would have to be up to the crews at those different yeah. companies. Yeah. They would have to make that decision. What's great about these people unionizing is it's it's that kind of just spark, right, of getting other people to want to. And do especially it. if they're like their reputation, if like that group of uh, visual artists, uh, there's like it trickles down to smaller groups or whatever. Most likely, they would probably. Fall, I would think they would do. They would join them. I mean, I if so. all of them feel the way they do and they feel they're overworked and they're not rewarded like they should be, fight for what. What you deserve. I mean, if you feel what you deserve. I mean, if you're if you're uh sacrificing a part of what you know makes life like your personal life mm-hmm. and things like that, if you feel you're sacrificing so much for a product that doesn't give you a, a better reward at the end, then then fight for it or go somewhere else. Do something you know what I mean? It's kinda like you, life is short. Yeah. So if you're gonna spend your life struggling over something you might as well feel like it was worth it in the end. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I believe if they all feel that way, that they should do that and then should fight for whatever they they want. You know, just like what's going on with the strike, you know? Exactly. Um, while I have you on camera, Ray, so there's someone named Vegas Ready in the chat. They said, Ray, I'm the dude who you signed the Martian DVD for at Caesars at CinemaCon time. You remember? Yes. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was really cool, man. I love the Martian. That's my favorite movie of all time. There's no Martian 2 because he would just be teaching. Right? <laughs> yeah. It would just be the most boringest, you know, but I, I, I read that book. This is the first time I, I would say, because I don't read a lot, <laughs> like books, full books. First time I was addicted to a book, I was on the train and there was a part where, you know, where they find out that Mark Watney's still alive, like the parents and stuff. The yeah. way it's written in the book, I got so emotional on the train. I was trying, because that's when I was uh, riding the train at John's, uh, the studio. say you're driving? <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is... I really wish that movie was like eight hours long and they followed the book because there was so much stuff that this is the first, that was the first time I said, you know what? I looked down on people are like, Oh, did you read the Lord of the Rings books? No, I didn't. Uh, did you, Oh, it's way better if you, and I always thought, I always thought, Oh, you're just really like snubbing me right now. Cause I didn't read the books. I kind of get it now. I kind of get it after I read the Martian book. I was like, okay, I understand why people would ask if you read the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. these books actually, Give you more insight on what's going on when you see the movie at some time. Yeah. Sometimes. It worked for me this time. I re- really wish they made that movie longer. But yes, I remember you and thank Aww, you for coming that's up. That's so sweet. Yeah. All right. We got uh, another tip here from Garden Variety Vagabond. Let's take a moment to mourn the end of the 30 plus years of Hugh Jackman and his wife, uh, Deb. Oh. And as always, they were classy in their posts, knowing that they will always be in each other's lives as parents. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. I think they were married 27 years, but they were probably years. together over 30. Yeah. 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 I, you, I, I had a chance to meet Hugh Jackman one time, and that one time was enough for me to say, whatever he's in, I'm going to support. He's such a nice guy. He was very, we were at the back of the line on the red carpet. It was for real steel. That was a long time ago. Wow. Right? Oh, wow. But I, I remember they would prioritize like the bigger outlets, and then AMC had their little outlet. So we were on the back end. We were, I think we were right be- after uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. 
so everyone gets the rules of three questions and then move on. Of course, all the big, they'll try to squeeze in all their questions. So by the time they get to us, the actors are probably already like tired of answering questions. I don't know. But Hugh Jackman, he was such as, he was so hype. He was with Sugar Ray Leonard. He was doing like punch moves in the thing. And I was like, I love this guy. And I've only seen him in like two or three things. And he okay. forever won my heart there. I, I, I'm not going to get into their breakup. That's their pro their their personal thing, but I wish both of them the best best because they were. I was always surprised at how long like they were together. Like I mean, yeah, you know, well, good luck to them. Hopefully, uh, you know, everything's cordial and everything works yeah. out. But yeah, divorce sucks. Yeah, divorce is horrible, and to have to explain it in a public way, like on a public stage mm. with people you don't know who want to be in your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, my heart just goes out to everybody who has to do that because it's not fun in your own personal life. So why would you want to have to deal with the entire court of public opinion on your relationship that no one knows about? Wow. You, why didn't you just tell me that, Chris? I email you and text you and ask you details about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's still chill? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on your YouTube. <laughs> you good? You good, bro? <laughs> Well, moving on. Oh, boy. We've got a question here. We're moving on to uh, Supers. Christ Cruz writes, hey, John and crew, that's us. Are there any documentaries that you like enough to rewatch? I'm a huge fan of hip-hop. So Netflix's hip-hop evolution, I, uh, I'd, well, I'd watch. I enjoy to rewatch. So you guys have any? I know I definitely like, me personally, any Ken Burns documentaries. Mm. So like the one on Mark Twain or New York. I'm not even going to tell you how many times I watched Ken Burns' documentary on the Civil War. It's a lot. It's double digits. Mm -hmm. High double digits. Uh, um, and then I rewatched, like, The Fog of War was a great documentary. But, yeah. I've rewatched a lot of stuff that I'm just, like, into, like, currently. Like, I've watched the Turtle Power documentary, like, five times <laughs> in the past three months. I just put Shocking. it on. I love that. Um, Power of Grayskull. I just, like to rewatch the stuff that makes me happy. There was a couple... Uh, the Toys That Made Us on Netflix. Yeah, there was, oh, there was a couple those. fun ones uh, in that vein, like uh, The King of Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's I've great. watched that a number of times. I can't watch that one because like, then I go back to feeling for Steve Weeby or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. And yeah. then like, I try to look up what's going on and it's been, just sad, sad. So there's that. been some other documentaries too where uh, uh, that the longer hair guy... Snake Eater? Was well, that the snake one? The snake? No, no, no. But the long hair guy, his rival in that. Oh, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. He's, he's been in, some appeared in some stuff. other documentaries too. He's, yeah, he's going through some stuff right now. I imagine. From what I, yeah, it's all over my feet. I don't know why, but uh, like. Yeah. And then there was one. Um, gosh, what was the name of it? Super superhero something. It was about the people who dress up like in front of the Chinese theater. Oh yeah, I haven't seen I used that. To kind that... Of pair those together. It was a bit mm -hmm. sad, but yeah. I, but they were really well done. Yeah, I so. don't, I don't rewatch documentaries very often. I mm, usually no. watch it and then I'm done. A lot of them Octopus I'm the same. Teacher, I tell everyone to watch, and then Val, I I don't know if I can ever watch that mm. again. Yeah, yeah, a lot of documentaries, uh, like especially like the tough ones that I watch, I'll never rewatch. But some of the things that are like I really like, I will rewatch. If you ever want to learn, I mean, this is like uh, an awesome one. It's hard to get a hold of now, but it's called The History of Rock and Roll. Oh, and it starts. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all interviews, and then like footage and whatever and narration whatever but starts from the 1950s the birth of rock and roll mm -hmm. and it's dated so it goes it just kind of gets to like the early 90s with like hip-hop becoming more mainstream so once it gets to the 90s you're gonna be like that's a little dated but everything like through the 50s through the 80s and just the the evolution of rock and roll it's really fun i, I will say since you brought up the hip-hop thing and this is a bad part of of i don't I kind of feel bad about bringing it up because it's like a subject that I don't think people should really. Um, but there was a series called Beef and it was like hip hop rivalries. Mm. And some of the rivalries even ended up with like violent sure. stuff. And that series, I that was the last series about hip hop. Because sometimes, you know, you even if you don't want to be a part of like whatever that documentary is speaking on, you do want to know about it. Just what, you know, why the people were fighting just because I think it betters us to know what 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 things that happen. Maybe we could avoid it. Learn, but, learn yeah. from it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a hip hop sort of a thing that I watched uh, that I remember watching. Oh, and if you like hip hop documentaries too, watch Summer of Soul. 
on mm, Hulu. That was really, That's well a really, done. really great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Logan watches a lot of murder ones. I do. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do all okay. the all true yeah. crime stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not a super big true crime girly. Uh, Logan loves murder. He's true like crime, a cute Chardonnay mom that I live crime, with. Specifically, um, uh, serial killers. Like the uh, one of the best ones I've seen lately on streaming, not even lately, but was um, uh, The Night Stalker. And obviously on the Night Stalker, mm -hmm. but the right. way it's done, it's a Netflix. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like the last the, one I watched was the one about the guy who put the collar on oh, somebody that and like one. blew oh, their the lady, the yeah, evil yeah, genius yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one was. Oh, tough. I had to turn it off. I, that I, one's a tough. I watch. remember that. I remember that when that happened and watching that on the news. That was a. <sighs> and the Night Stalker particularly was interesting to me above like any of the others because, unlike all those others like John Wayne Gacy and stuff that happened before I was born, is born in '79. So. But I remember as a kid, the Night Stalker in L.A. And I remember at nights, there was nights where I was like, could the Night Stalker come here? What, could, he, could he be here? You know, Because he could have, because he yeah. was all over L.A. Oh, was that Richard? Not that was a Ramirez, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. The one that was on the, the, the Love Connection? Or, uh, let me get the name for it. But, 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 yeah. but okay, you know, the, the, the documentaries that I hate but I love are ones that are like Dateline because those... I hate those ones because yeah, Richard Ramirez, yeah, because they don't end with like, like the case being solved. Right. Those are the worst ones because I'm always like, where is this person? Well, that's or, unsolved or mystery. Killed. Yeah, yeah, things <laughs> like that. Like Dateline, I I know what I'm getting into, but I still do like is those ones. I don't know. Hmm. All right, so uh, let's move on to J A Dub who writes. Uh, cease and desist this channels creating fake official trailers using footage from other movies totally misleading some get tons of views thoughts oh I mean well that's parody yeah one it's it's annoying yeah. but also I feel like you pretty quickly catch on yeah to, oh this is all footage from different movies this so, is and I and I, I usually will look at where is this coming from because typically like a new trailer is not going to drop on just some dude's channel yeah, yeah. right so I go to the official channels right you know? Right. And but some of them I will give them credit. Some of their thumbnails, they probably have artists that do it mm -hmm. look really good, like of of a character of like let's say someone got cast in something and then I was like, Oh, that's a great thumbnail, but I know that movie doesn't yeah. have a trailer yet. It's also a really smart way if you're interested in editing right. to practice editing so right. that you can weave a narrative together and figure out how to do that visually. So I think it's also really good practice for people. So I wouldn't want to take that away. Right. It's a great way to showcase your your skills. Yeah. Good point, actually. Yeah. That's why I actually like appreciate when people can do they basically change the genre of the film typically to horror or whatever, but mm -hmm. from movies that aren't supposed to be just, if you can change the genre, then you kind of understand narrative yeah. and there's, timing. There's one where like the shining is a winter rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, the, one of my favorites is the, uh, um, uh, the Nan, no, no. What was the one with Robin Williams where he's, He's Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's a horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the face masks. Up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on, we've got uh, Nexus Fuel. Are y'all ready for the Saw Patrol Creator X triple feature on September 29th? No. No. But I'm going to see Creator. Same. I'm going to see Creator for sure. I, I saw... Uh, I, can't, I can't do that when people are like, oh, no, I can't. Just can't do the Saw movies anymore. That but hey, stupid poster. What's I, I'm curious to see. I'm curious what order you're seeing these in. I think I'd want to maybe start with Paw Patrol just to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. And not have anything, any dark material in my head. Right. And then Saw, because it's not the last thing I see. And then I have like. Then Creator. Creator. Yeah. To like, yeah. I feel like if you go Saw, then Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is just going to be a very warped experience. Yeah. Mm. But you uh, do you? But I mean, you got to do. You're kind of at the mercy of the theaters and yeah. the scheduling. So. I'm hoping I could just watch uh, Creator and then like it so much that I will watch Creator again and then Creator again. Yeah. And I'll skip oh, the triple two. feature. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Put up the same movie. All right. So Optimus Prime Rib writes. Speaking of Prime, this is actually isn't Prime Rib, but I went to Del Taco today. Yeah. And I got their uh, barbecue smoked brisket. Uh, it's like new. You can get them in a burrito, taco, or a quesadilla. Is it barbecue? Oh, yeah. It's and so it's smoked. And so it's not like gamey or anything. Oh. Dude, it's really good. Okay. Guys, I'm freaking Del hungry. Taco, barbecue, smoked brisket. That sounds amazing. Sponsor already. us. For you, you'd be surprised. 
It's really good. All right, Optimus Prime Rip. To retaliate, Lionsgate needs to make a Saw ad with Jigsaw trapping a parody movie theater CEO, and he must escape so he can go watch Saw in the theaters. I don't think they even want to bother with it, but yeah. I get what you're going for. I was going to say, I can, I can vibe with that, but they're not going to. They already backed down from the... You know, the parody thing. So yeah. What do you think do the angle is there? Do you think the angle's uh, saying, oh, because they're going to well, make, make more money off of they're their... They're profiting off of their... Probably, right. I'm sure there's some things to it that's like copywritten or they have rights to. Yeah. And you're using this to profit right. for your movie off of this. Whereas if it was just pure parody, it would just be a joke, but you weren't selling something with it. Yeah. I just... If it, if it hadn't been for the SNL skit, yeah, but they're not would, selling anything. But. That's true. Yeah. But I, I feel like that muddies the waters yeah. here. Yeah. I, I I understand the lawyers obviously felt they had a position to take. Yeah. I also disagree. I think they should have just let it slide. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I agree. Yeah. Andy writes, I don't get why AMC made Lionsgate pull down their Nicole Kidman parody. What's the difference between that and the parody of SNL or Riverdale? Again, just for me, I think it's because Lionsgate is selling something. So Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I also think it's silly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bartov says, sorry, scroll down. I'm going to see La La Land in concert tomorrow. So when you say that, do you mean like, like, is there an orchestra playing with it? Or is it a live action, like live theater? Or what do you mean by that? Do you guys have any idea? What... I'm assuming it's kind of in like In concert they... tomorrow. So is it just the music from it? I would hope it'd be like what they do at the bowl of having the movie, the movie playing and then and a the live thing. orchestra. Yeah. Because I like that. Yeah. That's really fun. I Either did that way. For the Batman. Ooh. It was dope. Oh, very cool. At the Kodak Theater. Nice. Or, well, I call it Kodak Theater. Dolby Theater. Yeah. Where they do the Academy Awards. Oh, I think the last one I went to was Love Actually with a live concert. I don't, I'm not a huge La La Land fan. I'm not I, either. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I, 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 I saw it and I was like, okay, I get it, but. You ever try to do that on my freeway? It's not going to end well. No. You're going to get very angry. Mm-mm. No dancing on the freeway, man. No. That's how you get Carmageddon. <laughs> okay. Not here for it. I don't it. think you have to tell people. Oh. Well, it's a joke. That's why, yeah. Obviously, oh. Obviously, no one's going to start dancing on the freeway. They do. It's not going to be a long dance. Oh, well, um, you know where it came from. And so moving on, we got Suthius who writes, after watching Love and Thunder a few times now, I've just noticed that the guy who's standing next to Melissa McCarthy after they're as Guardian play is none other than uh, Ben Falcone. Falcone. Who is, is that her that? husband? Oh, Ben hang Falcone on. from Batman? No, no, no. No, oh, <laughs> no like, yeah, real. that's her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Well, they might have even written that part. Who knows? <laughs> um, we got Suthius again. Okay, Invincible, season one, episode one, the superhero massacre scene by Omni-Man or The Boys. Season three, episode one, small guy exploding, big guy. Which scene was more shocking for you? Ooh, The Boys one. But that's it's also- it's live action, right? It's live action, and I've read Invincible. And so it was more so watching that first episode going, are we- are we not going to do this? And then that end scene happened. I went, oh, okay, now all my friends are going to be really uncomfortable. And know why I was like, enjoy this first episode. Call me after. <laughs> yeah, there's your answer. Kane Carnage writes, One Piece season two, most successful anime adaptation. I mean, have any of the other adaptations gotten a season two? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Death Note didn't get one. Um, it hasn't been announced though yet, right? It has been. Oh, it has been. Yeah. Season two for uh, confirmed One Piece? season two. So they could have that. Uh, that's which a is interesting to confirm when you don't have writers or actors. Oh, I know. Uh, but hey, maybe well, it'll just be a plan visual novel. to yeah. do it. But good for future. you, One Piece. All right, so look, we're going to take another quick break, guys. We're going to hear from our sponsors, DraftKings and Mint Mobile. We'll be right back. We want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this episode. DraftKings. Football is back and in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on all the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the 
app now and use the code CAMPIA to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CAMPIA. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Mint Mobile. Signing your life away to a big wireless provider is kind of like being trapped on a roller coaster from hell. Sure, it looks like fun at first. They probably even threw in a free phone. But now you can't get off. Month after month of insane bills and unexpected thrills, like overages and surprise fees. If that sounds like your current big wireless plan, it's time to get off the ride with Mint Mobile. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are just $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for just 15 bucks a month. You guys know before I came to Mint Mobile, I was paying triple what I am paying now on the standard big wireless plan, and I will never go back. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped right to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com campia. That's mintmobile.com dot com slash campia cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia and thank you so much to mint mobile and to uh DraftKings. DraftKings. thank you so much for making this video possible yay <laughs> i wasn't paying attention you I'm can so use draft you know you could use DraftKings app on your mint mobile run oh the synergy there yeah that's great well done well done save money while you bet money <laughs> responsibly that's just girl math that's what that is i can justify this purchase and this gamble <laughs> you said it okay fusion bros writes <laughs> regarding streaming services such as disney plus hulu netflix etc are you not aware that every single time an episode or a movie is streamed by someone just that very act generates them income uh wait i know there's two parts to this here we go these companies don't just generate revenue from paid subscriptions and advertising they also make money whenever things are streamed uh x movie slash episode streamed equals y money earned every time i gotta see i gotta see the i gotta say i gotta see the math on that fusion brothers because uh oh i don't think that's true i don't where are they generating that money from because they're not getting it from us every time we yeah. click it. I was going to say, it's only from the things like Hulu and things like that that have av uh, the ad based. Ads then on yes. There. If it's something like a Netflix, like a Disney Plus, then you aren't getting that. So that's one of the reasons why streaming has always been this really weird thing for us for mm -hmm. residuals. So the issue for actors and writers is on streamers, you are getting part of the subscriber base. In theory, but that's why there's this huge discrepancy between like seeing something on ABC on television, right, versus when it's on Hulu, where you'll have somebody making four thousand dollars because of those ad revenues, and then you get a check for like four cents. Mm. You know, it's a very crazy? extreme example, but as when I was watching that first episode of the Swarm on the CW app, every now and then they would go to an ad, and there were six ads, baby, six. I'm well, just saying, you know, they're only like 15 seconds long. So, well, someone, got, someone got income income from that. So yeah, there you go. Someone made some money. Sure. Um, so then we got. So this was the first one, right? We already did that. So now, yes, okay. Buck's basement writes. I'm so relieved. Netflix renewed One Piece. Is this the quickest Netflix has renewed a show? Also, if they do Chopper right, um, oh boy, Grogu, step aside. I love Chopper on One Piece. Is oh my he the gosh. Little dog with the he's hat? the little dog. Oh my God. Is he in this first season? No. He's not in the first season. Well, then I'll just skip this first season. He's so cute. Oh I my love God. him. Oh, no. Oh, he's so cute and ferocious. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, I don't know if it's the fastest something has been renewed. Who could say? Yeah, I'm not sure. Was it Stranger to... I mean, I would think it would be like a Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah I would think something things. like that, but I'd have to double check. Yeah. Um, we got Hung Vu who writes, agree or disagree, stand-up comedians made a career out of storytelling, therefore they have what it takes to be a good director. Disagree. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it doesn't have to do with, with specifically like stand up. Yeah, they're different mediums too. Mm -hmm. So telling a really well formulated joke isn't the same as executing a well delivered and executed film. And also, okay, also when you're a when you're a uh, oh, I'm on the four shot. Like, why am I not changing this? <laughs> See technical directing i can't even do it for myself um when you're a director you're running the entire operation mm -hmm. and you're not just like getting emotions out of your actors for a scene you're you're doing log logistics you're working on time schedules you've got to deal with people's like uh time frames of how many hours they're working you got to make sure you're wrapping on that it's not just it's all the it's all the stuff you don't see on screen yeah. too there's a lot of stuff that's not sexy when yeah. it comes to being a director. i know a lot of comedians who'd be like hmm Seems like a lot of work. When it's, I, I, I say this as someone who, when when you first come to LA as an actor, people are like, you can do improv or figure out something else. And I don't like team sports. And so I went the stand-up <laughs> route because then I only fail me. Mm -hmm. I don't fail my team. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of other people when you're a director. Yeah, and I love the behind-the-scenes footage we see all the time where they do like little uh, sizzle reels of how they made the movie. And it's always the director and the main actor looking into the camera about at the thing they just shot, and they're laughing. Like, and, oh, we did so good But imagine here. the hours or two hours that they took to feel that, where yeah. they're yelling at each other. You know, I mean, there's a. I can imagine it's not all fun in games. Oh, and it's like, not. It's actually really, really stressful. Boring. Yeah. It can be really boring, and then really stressful, and then you get a shot you like or love, and you're like, ah. Oh. You know, and, and that it. thrill is like worth it right yeah. in that moment because it's that huge dopamine hit. But you got to be able to have the personality to last through and also deal with so many personalities. Yeah. Too. Here's what I could see happening a lot. The actor, who's a great actor, probably, he feels that he nailed that part right there, that take. And the director asks for something else. That's where our cool minds have to yeah, prevail. Like, let's I go feel. again. I imagine that happens all the time. And I think with time and whatever and knowing you're... Uh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you'll have a smug actor do a, oh, did that not read? Did you not get that? I you're imagine. Like, I'm already back. Why am I here? Oh, my God. Why do I imagine you doing that, Chris? I'm such a blue collar actor. I'm like, okay, I can do it any way you need me to, boss. Let's go. Please, please keep me hired. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, you know, just, it just, just depends on everyone's personality. So, yeah. uh, let's go on to Devin Lita who writes good Canadian kid. John turned into a good French kitty. Bing! John's worst nightmare. There you go. Uh, then we got Dildar, the glorious, the He's glorious. He's having a good day. The CEO of AMC, when there's a party, there's a pooper. And that's why they invited you par party pooper, party pooper. Mm -hmm. He is. It feels like they're being a party pooper. Indeed. How much impact is this going to make on their revenue? Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It, I actually want to not say anything very important right now. So <laughs> You want to take it all back? You, you started thinking about what you were going to say. I know. See, it helps when you think of first. It's Friday. It. It's Friday. Yeah. I don't have yeah. nothing. <laughs> Red, Red Talk Real One says, Ray, the Michael Pena space movie drop think you'll be watching i started watching it last night but well, i think so. like my thing is why do i watch movies at 1 a.m so i didn't get through it i'll finish it today there you go uh dildar the glorious is back hey chris have you ever shown your class bad examples of voice acting if not you should show them the big green dub of dubs it's so bad oh, it's of dragon ball Z. oh dragon ball z Oh no, I don't. I don't show other people acting or dubbing that I think is bad because that's usually not somebody else's fault. Really, mm -hmm. it's trying to match the mouth flaps. It's trying to do what the studio asked you. It's trying to do a whole bunch of other things. Um, the only weird example I've shown people typically is uh, there was a Volkswagen commercial that I coached people auditioning for, and they said they wanted somebody who sounded like Oprah. And I had two clients who definitely have those big booming gravitas kind of voices. And then the voice that the client ended up going with sounded like me doing a Kardashian vocal fry where it's just before it can change the world, it has to change yours. The all new Volkswagen, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't sound like Oprah at all. That's not Oprah's voice. So that's the kind of stuff I'll show just to be like, no one knows what they want until they hear it. Mm. And why somebody wanted that. I don't know. Well, there you go. 
Uh, then we got uh, Joe Adonis T with a $20 super chat. Thank, Thank you so you. much. <clears throat> Hi, Chris, John, and Ray. So update on that one. It was a regular theater showing Barbie. The door beside it was showing... Um, oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. My Well, this is a heck of an acronym, but I My know big, what it is. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Three. <laughs> yeah, I left and missed 10 minutes of Greek uh, Wedding, which was... Garbage. It was garbage. Uh, should have stayed with Barbie. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Jim, I only I'm saw sorry. the first day, my big wreck. I didn't know there was a big sequel. fat Greek wedding. Yeah, when when we saw that there was a third, I was like, there's a second. There's a second. Yeah. I, I know there was a short lived failed TV show yeah, too. Yeah, right? I, I know that too. I haven't seen any of them. So, so the yeah. first, it was cool. but The first yeah. one's cute. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, guys, I think that's, uh, that's the That'll end. Do that's it. the last one. So. Woo! Well, yay. Thank you guys so much for writing in those questions, sending us those super chats, helping to support this channel. Yeah, whoever joined us today, thank you so yeah. much. You know we appreciate it. Seriously. It's really, really great, especially when it's just the three of us hanging out. It's so nice that you guys are here, too. Gives us something to do and stuff to talk about. Yeah, so yeah. save all those questions next time. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah, We're all, those, all, all those non -John, those non campy the non show ones. questions, guys. Let's... Let's just save it for the BBC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's hope this next Ahsoka episode is really good so we have something to talk about on Friday. Ooh, I would love that. That would be great. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you once again to all of our sponsors. Make sure you use those codes so that you can get yourself a tasty deal and support this channel. Have a great weekend. Be kind. And we will see you next time.